Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this podcast called The Dictionary. I am Spencer. I am your host. I am telling you all these things that I think you really need to know. And, uh, you know, then, then you can know it. And then you will never not know it. The first word in this episode is diazo or diazo. D-I-A-Z-O. Diazo, diazo. Adjective from 1878. 1A. Relating to or containing the group N2 composed of two nitrogen atoms united to a single carbon atom of an organic radical. And this is often used in combination. In combination of what? I don't know. It doesn't give me any examples. It's just related to this N2 group with related to nitrogen. Is it two nitrogen? Hmm. Diazo. Okay, let's try 1B. Relating to or containing diazonium, diazonium, and this is also often used in combination. Diazo, I don't know an example. I just don't. Number two, of or relating to a photograph or photocopy whose production involves the use of a coating of diazo compound that is decomposed by exposure to light. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so uh, is this a kind of paper? Is that what it's saying? Oh, relating to a photograph or photocopy whose production involves the use of a coating. So yeah, I guess the paper is coated with this diazo compound. And uh, when it is exposed to light, it decomposes, it changes color, maybe it goes black on paper, so you can make photographs or photocopies using it. I, I don't know, is this an old way to do it? Do we still use this diazo, diazo compound on paper? Um, is it, I don't know nothing about it. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes. That's pretty much it. The etymology isn't uh, helpful. Helpful or useful or useful. Relatedly, the next word, uh, let's see, the sound effect shall be uh, The next word is diazonium. So yeah, this is related to the last word. It is a noun from 1895. It is the monovalent cation N2 with a plus sign at the top that is composed of two nitrogen atoms united in carbon in an organic radical and that usually exists in salts used in the manufacture of azo dyes. D-Y-E-S. Yes, still something related to two nitrogen atoms, but uh, that's, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I hope you do. I hope you, I hope you want to know more about it, so you go learn more about it and become a diazonium expert. The next word, this might be, yeah, this is related again. Diazotize. Diazotize. Transitive verb from circa 1889 to convert a compound into a diazo compound. And the example would be diazonium salt. And diazotization, 
diato how do you say this diaza diazatization diazatization is a hard word to say that is a noun um yeah yeah that's about it still still all about nitrogens and things okay that was the end of the dia section that lasted quite a while we now are going to do the dib section which is super short and we're going to start the dic section um i know you know maybe you don't care about me mentioning the first three letters of these words but um They tend to be big enough sections that I wanted to mention it. And yeah, the DIC, that's going to go on for about uh, three or four episodes. Um, And then, uh, yeah, just going to go from there like we do. The DID section is short. And then DIE, that's going to go on for a little while. Why are we looking ahead? Let's talk about dibasic. Dibasic, adjective from 1857, having Two replaceable hydrogen atoms, and this is used of acids. So I guess if an acid has two hydrogen atoms that can be replaced by what? I don't know what they replace them with, but if if that's the case, uh, then it's dibasic. Mm, Yeah, it's about the basics and the acids and the pH and and there's two. The next word. The next word is dibber, D-I-B-B-E-R, dibber. The noun, it's a noun from 1658. The synonym is dibble, D-I-B-B-L-E. It's the next word, the first form of dibble, dibble, noun from the 15th century. It is a small hand implement used to make holes in the ground for plants, seeds, or bulbs. Uh, 15th century, that's pretty old. So this was this was a very old hand in- implement that they used to use. And, uh, you know, it's, prob- it's just a thing. They were like, oh, we just don't want to make holes with our hands anymore. We need a tool to help us so we can plant these things, and then they can grow and they'll look pretty. Or, or maybe we can eat these things, possibly. Um, And we will need to put a link, uh, maybe a link in the show notes, but also a picture on the social media. Go to Twitter and Instagram and look up at DictionaryPod and you'll find it. You can see what a dibble looks like. And I guess that's also a dibber. A dibber and a dibble are the same thing. The next word. Dibble, second form transitive verb from 1583 one to plant with a dibble if you're planting with a dibble you're dibbling two to make holes in soil that's the example of what the holes are in to make holes in with or as if with a dibble so you may you may not be putting in plant seeds or bulbs or related things you may just be making holes and that's dibbling but if you are specifically planting things with a dibble, you're also dibbling. I don't know why you'd be making a bunch of holes with a dibbler if it weren't to plant things, but maybe you're just bored. I really want to see one of these things now. The next word. 
dibenzofuran. Dibenzofuran. D-I-B-E-N-Z-O-F-U-R-A-N. You can also say dibenzofuran. You can emphasize the last syllable. This one is a noun from 1940. A highly toxic chemical compound, C12H8O, that is used in chemical synthesis and as an insecticide and is a hazardous pollutant when chlorinated. So if you got some of this dibenzofuran, don't chlorinate it because it's going to be very hazardous to your health and nobody wants that. Um, And it's also an insecticide. It's highly toxic by itself, so just don't be fucking around with it. The next word. Dibs. It's just D-I-B-S. Dibs. Noun from 1812. Number one is slang, and this one is money, especially in small amounts. I don't know if I've ever heard of dibs used to describe money, but I have heard it used this way for number two. The synonyms are claim and rights, as in, I have dibs on that piece of cake. If if I, Spencer, am around and there is some vegan cake around, you can just assume right now forevermore that I have dibs on that piece of cake. Don't you touch my cake. That's my cake. Is my cake, I got dibs on it. Uh, oh, you know, dibs on a chair, dibs on the front seat in the car. Uh, yeah. What, where did this name come from? I would like to know. It is short for... Dibstones. Uh, now I gotta see if Dibstones is. Is Dibstones in here? Wait a minute. If it was, it would be right here in this section and I don't see it. It's short for Dibstones, which means jacks. Now, is this the game jacks with the pointy things and the ball? Is that what Dibstones are or is jacks something else? Um, it is from the obsolete, just Dib, D I B, which means. To dab. Like, let's go dabbing. But what dabbing are we talking about? Wait, do we need to go back to dab and see? Is there anything that is going to help this? Because there there are so many. There's like, there's modern definitions for these words. And I don't think they mean those things. There's the dab dance. There's so many dabs. There's this, okay. A sudden blower thrust, a small amount a gentle stroke, a dab in your eyes, a dab of paint, a flatfish, a skillful person. Oy, okay, well, that wasn't helpful at all, figuring out where this came from. Dibstones, maybe we'll find a thing about dibstones on the internet, and we'll put that in the show notes. Dibs. Um, I got dibs on having a podcast about the dictionary, I'm far enough into it, you can't take it from me. The next word, and the last of the D-I-B section, is... Dibutyl phthalate. Dibutyl phthalate. This is two words, and get ready for the spelling. D-I-B-U-T-Y-L is the first word, and the second word has two letters that aren't even pronounced... 
P-H. T-H. A-L-A-T-E. Yeah, it starts with a th-th-th-th sound, but you don't say it. You just say phthalate, dibutyl phthalate. But I would like us to try to say dibutyl phthalate. Dibutyl phthalate. Noun from 1925. A colorless oily ester C16H22O4 used chiefly as a solvent, plasticizer, pesticide, and repellent. And it is used for things called chiggers and mites. So I think, yeah, it's repelling little insecty things. And it's also used for solvents, plasticizers, and pesticides. Uh, that's a lot of uses, it seems like. Dibutyl phthalate. The next word. Dicalcium silicate. Dicalcium silicate. Two words. Uh, noun from 1925. A calcium silicate. 2CaO.SiO2. Uh, what would this be? Two of calcium and oxygen total, and you multiply that by silica and then two oxygen. I'm I'm just guessing at how this goes. But it is an essential ingredient in Portland cement. So if you want to make some Portland cement, you need to get some dicalcium silicate. And uh, maybe the silicate has come from the diatoms, which we talked about in the last episode. The next word. Wow, we have a lot of sciency words in this one and the last one. Dicamba. D-I-C-A-M-B-A. Noun from 1965. Dicamba. It is a systemic, a systemic herbicide. C8H6Cl2O3. That's the whole definition. It's a, a, a systemic herbicide. I don't really know what systemic means in this context. Um, let's see. They took the DI from dichlor. That's a prefix. Plus the CAM from cambaline. And then the BA from banline. Dichlor, cambaline, banline. D-I-C-A-M-B-A. And I guess baline or, or banline is two commercial preparations containing dicamba. Wait, I don't know what this... I don't know what this parenthesis, where it comes from. Anyway, it's dicamba. It's an herbicide. That's all you need to know. That's it. The next word. Dicarboxylic. Dicarboxylic. That's where the emphasis goes. Dicarboxylic. Adjective from circa 1890. Containing two, car- containing two carboxyl groups in the molecule, as in dicarboxylic acids. Mm, there's two carboxyl groups, so it looks like carbon and oxygen is in there and maybe some other stuff. And two of those groups are in the molecule that make up an acid that we call dicarboxylic the next word. All right, I think we are done with these uh, sciencey things, for, at least for the rest of this episode. Diecast is the next word, or just 
Dicast, I guess you would could say. D I C A S T, noun from 1820, an ancient Athenian performing the functions of both judge and juror at a trial. An ancient, so it's one person, a die cast. Um, and they, they're both judge and jury. But is this thing, is this, is this something that still gets used? Do we sometimes call somebody a die cast? Why is it called die cast? It is because it is from the Greek dikazine, which means to judge. Also from, maybe they say dike, D-I-K-E, which means judgment. And there's more at the word diction, D-I-C-T-I-O-N, which will be in the episode airing on, uh, what is this, December 16th, one, two, three, four episodes from now. Uh, okay, so diecast isn't... Yeah, I think we need to put a link in the show notes for diecast about this ancient Athenian d- doing both judge and jury jobs. The next word, it's the last word. We got two forms. Dice. D-I-C-E. First form. Noun from the 14th century. 1A. We just have the number one definition for the word die. D-I-E which will be both um, two episodes. Let's see, they're airing on December 17th and 18th. Yeah, because uh, there's two forms, and they're both long, and they're being split up into the two episodes. So just the first definition, I would assume, of the first form. It doesn't say which form this is from. 1A is number one definition for die. Number 1B for dice a gambling game played with dice. Let's play dice. How do you play dice? Is it like craps? Do you you say, I'm going to get a nine, and then you throw it, and you don't, and you lose your money. Number two, the plural. So the normal plural for dice is just dice, because I think dice can also be the plural of just die. A single die is a die, and then two of them or more is dice. And then, but you can also have the plural of dice, which is dice, or for number two, the plural is dices. So number two is a small cubicle piece as a food. So if you cut up your food, maybe it's uh, veggies or something into little dice. If you dice it up, it's into little, mostly cube shaped like a die. Uh, But if there's a whole bunch of these diced up food pieces... You got dices. Number three, a close contest between two racing car drivers for position during a race. Uh, Interesting. They call them dice? Two race car drivers who who are battling for a position and they're really close. Uh, They're called dice. Hmm. I don't watch uh, car racing or really any sports, so I've never heard this, but I guess that's what that is. There is a phrase, no dice, no dice, and there's two definitions. Number one, of no avail or no use, and the synonym is futile. 
it's just not even worth it. It's not going to work. Don't bother with it. No dice. Number two, uh, this one is the number three definition for the first form of the word no. N-O, just no. As in, said no dice to my request. Yeah, that's basically just like, nope, ain't going to happen. Don't don't even think it's going to happen because it's not going to happen. You don't get no dice, no dice for you. I'm keeping the dice. Okay, the etymology says this is from the Middle English dice with a Y instead of an I, which is from D's, D-E-E-S, or, or also just dice, which is the plural of D, D-E, which means die, and there's more at the word die. It's it's just the plural of dice, of die. Dice is the plural of die. We have one more here today. It is the second form of dice verb from the 14th century, starting with transitive. Number 1A, to cut into small cubes, as in diced onions. And then after you have diced the onions, you have dices of onions. And then maybe you can draw little dots on the different sides, and then you can play dice with them. Uh, 1B, to ornament with square markings, as in diced leather. So I guess in leather, if you're making a bunch of squares, when you're uh, decorating it, you're dicing it. 2A, to bring by playing dice, as in, dice himself into debt. Hmm, this is a new one for me, to bring by playing dice. So I guess, um, okay, well, I mean, it makes sense that if you're playing dice, you it's a gambling game that you might lose a lot of money and then you go into debt and you got to pay off your debts. Um, so yeah, that basically they're just using the dice game gambling game as a verb if you're playing dice you're you're dicing yourself hmm specifically into debt or maybe you dice yourself into a fortune to be is to lose by dicing similar idea here as in dice her money away because she played too much dice and all her money went away she diced herself into debt, just like he did. Maybe they should join forces and uh, pay off their debt and not dice anymore. Here's intransitive number one, to play games with dice, as in dice for drinks in the bar. That is a quote from Malcolm Lowry. Dice for drinks in the bar. So what does that mean? To play games with dice? So are you playing a game... And then when you win the game, instead of gambling for money, are you playing for drinks? So maybe, hmm, that's an interesting way to get drinks at a bar. Maybe the bar says, okay, if you roll a snake eyes, uh, you get this drink for free. But if you roll this number, then you got to pay for your drink. Or maybe if you roll this number, you have to pay double. Or maybe if you roll this number, we pay you for the drink. Are there bars that do this? Is this a thing? Number two, for the intransitive of dice, it is to take a chance, as in the temptation to dice with death. 
And that is a quote from Newsweek. Oh, it's it's fun to take a chance with death, dice with death. I mean, yeah, that's still all about it's a ch- game of chance, the dice game. Um, you know, there's there's uh, there's weighted die, and so people who are playing dice are craps that uh, they they have better chances of winning. I don't know. I don't. I have no played no dice. So I don't know how this stuff works. I wonder, though, if the die, the die sides, uh, if they weigh different. Are there sides that you're more likely to hit than others? You'd think that there would be. I don't know the science of that. I think I've heard, though, that um, coins, the different sides are weighted slightly differently. So one side you are more likely to hit than the other side. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I'm not interested in the gambling games, though, the games of chance. Mm, I'm more interested in games of skill, and uh, I don't even do those because I have no skills. But at least there, you know, it's on you if you're going to do good or do bad. Dicer, that is a noun. The one who is dicing the onions and playing the dice games. All right, well, those were all of the words. They were diazo diazonium, diazotize, diazotize, dibasic, dibber, dibble, dibble, dibenzofuran, dibs, dibutyl phthalate, dicalcium silicate, dicamba, dicarboxylic, dicarboxylic, dicast, dice, dice. Hmm, let's see. Let's see. I'm looking ahead a little bit just to get an idea of what I'm thinking. Um, I feel like I want to pick maybe just dibs. Dibs? Sure, why not? Let's pick dibs. Um, kind of specifically like, ooh, I got, I got dibs on that thing. I got claims. I got rights. I got dibs. I got dibs on that chair. You can't sit in my chair. I got dibs on that chair. I called the dibs. You can't sit in my chair. Oh, what? You sat on my chair? But I called dibs on that chair. You can't take my chair. I called dibs on it. That's my chair. I called dibs on that chair. That's a song. It's kind of. Uh, okay, I think I think that's going to be it. Oh, I will quickly say... Uh, yesterday, I finally saw Wakanda Forever in the theater, and it is oh so good, and you should go watch it. And, uh, what else? Oh, I saw a bunch of movies. We saw, um, we saw The Menu. That was great. I really like The Menu. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers going on with The Menu. We got class systems. We got the service industry. We got food. We got, ooh, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of things going on. It wasn't particularly creepy there was some creepiness and some sort of suspensey kind of things um but personally i thought it was more more comedy than horror but yeah it was a it was a good blend some great characters and actors and uh yeah i liked it uh and then we rewatched tusk I'm, i probably mentioned this before it's just a bonkers crazy movie and because uh, our friend had never seen it so we showed it to our friend and yeah good fun weird time with kevin smith and team okay okay i think that's going to be the end of this episode yes is it yes it is this has been spencer dispensing information oh wait real quick uh you may have already seen this but if you go to social media i made a little animation 
Luckily, there's some uh, computery stuff that does a lot of work for me. But um, I posted, uh, at the time of recording, both. I think I posted both of the theme songs with a little animation. It's not crazy interesting, but there's some... The animation bounces around to the music specifically. And so now that I finally have this made, I I may start to try and post some uh, maybe clips from shows... Um, you know, like recent shows, episodes, just just a line, maybe like a five or ten second thing. And um, I don't know, just so there's some sort of visual element and you can hear things. Maybe if you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to listen to this. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That's all I wanted to say. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, we're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.